it takes more than managing your stock portfolio with a YAML file to be a great engineer. This is episode 211 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host and YAML portfolio manager, Dave Smith. <laughs> There's a war between the YAML and the JSON portfolio managers for your business. <laughs> Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer all of your non-technical questions about the technical field of software engineering and give hot stock tips like make sure to quote your, your, your I don't even know what the company names are called. Trust me, I give hot stock tips. What's the name for like, is it like a ticker Broker? name or something? Uh, the, oh, the, yeah, the symbol. The symbol, yeah. Make sure you quote your symbols. Otherwise, if you invest in the wrong company, YAML will convert it to a Boolean and then sell all your stocks <laughs> at a loss. <laughs> How did YAML become the config format? Like, JSON has weaknesses. Why don't we use one that is way complicated and has all these weird edge cases? I only use Turing complete config formats. Yeah. Okay, hang on. We're messing this up. Soft skills, dang it. There, There is the <laughs> config language that is sort of programmable, but is explicitly written to be not Turing complete hmm. that one of my coworkers was pointing out before. Oh. I gotta look it up, what was it? Ironically, it's called Turing. <laughs> Doll, that's what it is. A non-Turing complete configuration language. And hmm. it is, of course, implemented with Haskell. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Why don't we just do all our config in Haskell? <laughs> we should do. <laughs> The thing. Dave, do you want to thank our patrons? I do. Thanks to those that are contributing on Patreon. They are Braden Keynes, Dennis Boganov, Evgeny Slodkowski, John Grant, Luke Bayless, Microconfig.io, Nick Hathaway, Nick Cantar, Philip John Basile, Ryan Real McCoy, Agile Ventures Charity, Sean, Stanley Tactical Radio, Stephen Armand Lee, Taras Haruk, Travis, and Vinlock. They are supporting us at the level where they get a shout out every single week. You can support the show by going to softskills.audio and click on support us on Patreon. And if you do for any dollar amount, we will send you an invitation to our Slack community where there are a lot of really great conversations, good humor, good advice. And there's even a hard skills channel where we talk about actual hard <laughs> skills, which is a little off brand, but you know, whatever. It's It's been welcomed. The soft skills community welcomes talking about hard skills too. <laughs> yeah. Please support us. We would be very appreciative. Is that a word? Yeah. I think so. We'd give you a big thank you. Should I read our first question? Yeah, hit it. Okay, this is from an anonymous listener. Hey there, Dave and Jameson. I'm a tech lead in a small team of five people. Four of them start working at 10 to 11 a.m. And one of them likes to start working at 1 to 2 p.m. This person is me. <laughs> <laughs> Due to my biorhythm, I feel I am the most productive at this time. And I also like to do some of the non-work related stuff in the morning. Nobody in my team has any objections, but as a team lead, I feel guilty because it often happens that I block someone with my work schedule. I'm trying to do as much as I can to unblock everyone, distributing tasks in the evening, making it clear everyone knows what to do, but that's not always helpful, so it usually turns out that I am stopping my morning tasks to have a call and explain something or have a text conversation. To be honest, it irritates me very much, and then smiley face which maybe I think means it irritates you even more than if you had said irritates me very much. It's like worse. The smiley face? I don't know. Yeah, for some reason, it's like if someone tosses a brick through your window, you'd feel bad. But if they toss a brick through your window with like a winky smiley face on it, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, I'm about to die. <laughs> Should I feel guilty? As a tech lead, am I responsible for working at the same time everyone else does? Hmm. 
Listen, we'll let the courts decide guilt, but if they do decide you are guilty, then you should be prepared to, I don't know, break rocks in a chain gang or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, this is interesting. It says here in the question, it usually turns out that I stop my morning tasks to have a call and explain something or have a text conversation. Yeah. To be honest, it irritates me very much that I have to interrupt my non-work stuff to support my team. Is that did I interpret that right? You know, I bet it I bet it irritates the team very much that they have to interrupt your non-work stuff <laughs> in the morning too. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it right. Okay. That they they're doing something, I don't know, maybe they're like exercising or doing errands or I don't know, okay. painting or something yeah. that isn't work in the morning time. <laughs> painting. Uh, doing their other job. <laughs> <laughs> As a tech lead, am I responsible for working at the same time everyone else does? I feel like that question is facetious almost. Like, like it kind of doesn't matter itself. when you work. It matters. Your your job is to make the team effective. And oh. when you work is maybe part of that. But the end goal is that the team is effective. And if they are blocked all the time because you're working these hours that differ drastically from them, then you're not doing it. Like you're mm. not making the team effective. So I, I feel like this question is phrased so that I should say like, no, no, you don't have to work at the same time. Everyone else does. But that's not the question. It doesn't matter when you work. It matters that it's not working well right now. Like you're mad because they're interrupting you in this time when you're not at work. They're mad. I, I guarantee you they're frustrated. They're like, this is so dumb. Why do I have to call this person at like 1130 in the morning and have them be upset at me because I interrupted their basket weaving <laughs> time to do work? during work time (laughs) and it's good to try to unblock them but it hasn't worked you haven't done it yet if you're getting these calls that are interrupting you regularly i mean there is one way to fix this without anyone having to change anything except for one small thing which is the tech lead should move to a time zone that's about four hours ahead of the team (laughs) that'd be perfect would be ideal. As funny as that sounds, I lived in a time zone that was three hours ahead of my company's headquarters, and it was great because I basically got no calls or interruptions from headquarters until around 12 to 1 every day. And so if I was the kind of person who liked to weave my baskets in the morning until about 1 o'clock, that arrangement would have worked quite nicely. So there's, I feel like there's two different things going on here. One is if you work in a synchronous environment, you have to overlap with other people. And the other piece is kind of separate, which is how do you make work async so that one person working at a different time can not block other people? Yeah. And it feels like right now it's pretty synchronous where it requires a lot of in-the-moment collaboration to solve problems or move things forward. And if that's not going to change, then you're not going to be able to make this work in a way that will make everybody happy. Yeah. But if you do, like, your your mission isn't, how can I make these people stop bugging me? It's like, how do we change <laughs> how the team works as a whole so that everyone can work asynchronously? And it just so happens that I like to do that a lot. Hmm. I don't have an answer. <laughs> that, was a, that was a question that's supposed to make me sound smart. All right. I just ask the big questions, Dave. That's yeah. my role, and that's how I earn the big bucks. That's right. Just get conversation <laughs> flowing, you know? Yeah. And then someone else does the thing. 
someone else comes in at the early hours and does the work while I ask the questions. <laughs> while I paint my landscapes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the question is, how do, as a tech lead, how do you work yourself out of a job so that you are not needed for the team to be functional? It sounds like this particular tech lead maybe hasn't achieved that. But then again, if you really achieve that, what's the point of having a tech lead? <laughs> well, then you get to come into work at 2 p.m. and still leave at 5 and you feel like <laughs> you've been really effective. <laughs> Another option is to not be a tech lead. I mean, if if having this role means that there's a lot of coordination costs and responsibility for you kind of helping other people get their work done, maybe you can't do that and have this flexible, super flexible schedule that differs so much from the rest of your team. Yeah. I think I agree with you, though, that like... Even if it wasn't a schedule problem, but you were the tech lead and people couldn't get their work done without talking to you, that does seem to indicate a problem. So maybe there's some ownership that needs to be more widely distributed here. I was focusing more on the async workflow thing, but that's kind of separate from can people do their work without you? Yeah. Maybe there's some training that you need to have people go through to help learn how to solve problems better by themselves. So I feel like I've explored this in a couple different ways when I felt like things depended too much on me. One of the ways I've tried to solve this is by taking everything that's in my head and writing it down. So it's like, you don't have to talk to me because here's what I would say if you ask me all these questions. I have anticipated each of these questions and they're documented. <laughs> exactly. And that results in these very detailed specifications, which is basically like, do this thing. And the other way I've tried to take myself out of a thing is by saying, do whatever you want, come to me for questions, and I might check in sometime, but like kind of go vastly the other direction and, and step back quite a bit. And I was I want to feel good and say like, oh, I always do the second one and provide a ton of ownership and that always works well. But honestly, it's sometimes situations require more specification and sometimes things go better if I pass off a lot more ownership. But both of those are better than the current state, which is like people sort of know what they should be doing, but they have to check in a lot because they think like I have some specific thing in my head that I haven't told them or some special knowledge that they need to unblock themselves. The middle is the bad place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me ask you a pointed question, Mr. Question Asker. If you were the tech lead for a team and everyone else on the team works during a certain time window each day, would you be willing to shift your time off of that by about three or four hours off of when everyone else works by three or four hours yes no no i would like bend over backwards to a fault probably i mean i'm not saying this is because i'm better it's just because i would i would feel like even if no one ever said anything i'd be like they all hate me because i'm working these separate <laughs> hours and i would just immediately switch to <laughs> overlap more with them i think i know what you would do which is you would start work as early as the earliest person starts and end work as late as the latest person ends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. There are people all over the world on my team. Oh, okay. If you were like in an in-office situation, though, you would feel bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming Probably. In late. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been able to just say, like, I'm most effective at three, so I'll work from three to midnight or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm also really ineffective at 3 p.m. That is my least effective time, by the way. So <laughs> if I came in at 3, I would just stare at the wall for an hour and a half until I got out of the bad times. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Like, if I were a tech lead on this team, I would definitely shift my time to work with them. And it's not super unreasonable. Like, this team works 
pretty cushy hours already, you know, starting the workday at 10 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> 11 a.m. is not like <laughs> this horrible time to start yeah. work. That's a good point. Yeah. So if I were in your shoes, so let's, I'm going to answer this point to question. Should I feel guilty? Yes. As a tech lead, am I responsible for working at the same time everyone else does? Yes. That's pretty clear cut for me. Hmm. So you're saying like sidestep all this stuff about like unblocking people and just like part of your responsibility to the team is to make things convenient for them, not for you. Yep. Hmm. Like it's kind of a hard position to take, but like you want to be successful. As I don't a tech know. Lead. You just did it. How hard could it be? <laughs> you're right. That was pretty easy. See, I <laughs> yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I don't know what this person means by my biorhythm. Like maybe there's some medical condition going on there or something. But maybe. I mean, most people work nine-ish to five-ish and mm-hmm. it seems to do okay. Maybe it's different now because of remote work. I don't know if this was in the, a question from the before times. Right. <laughs> but especially in offices, I found that flexible hours work less well in yeah. offices. Yeah. There's kind of an assumption that you work flexible hours and people are more willing to work around it when everybody's remote, but it is a little, when, when you have, when you have everybody in the office, you're counting on like the pain of commuting and synchronizing schedules being worth it because of all this in-person collaboration. And you're sort of just saying like, Hey, you enjoy that in-person collaboration. I'm going to do my bird watching and noon is actually the peak time to find the spotted goldfinch in flight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So I really can't flex on that. Obviously. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm I'm being a little maybe harsher because they said I like to work. It's not like I have to take care of my child or like yeah, yeah. I have this illness. It, it really seems like, you know, I just kind of like to not start work until 2 p.m. And that feels a little selfish. Yeah, I think so. Well, we weren't very positive on this <laughs> we weren't very supportive of their idea i think we basically told them do it differently yeah you're welcome i guess yeah question has been answered <laughs> sorry bud yeah better luck you want to read our next question <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah i'll read our next one now okay this comes from a person named developer dan hey dave and jameson i love the show i've listened to every episode and your advice has helped me a ton can i just say i'm amazed when people say they listen to every episode there's more than 200 I mean, that is like... That is a lot, yeah. I couldn't stand to have that much of my voice in my head. You have a whole life of it in your head. I try not to talk to myself very much. It's I don't like, I don't like the sound. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I started a new job in a different city a month ago, and because of COVID-19, everyone went remote. So I didn't physically move to that city then. Now there are talks of going back to the office, and one of the developers on my team is also looking for a place to live. So we started talking about rooming together. It seemed fine to me, but then I realized I'd be spending almost all of my time with this person who I have not met in real life. Do you think this is a good idea with a lot of convenience or a recipe for disaster? Have you ever lived with a coworker? Any advice would be great. Thanks. This sounds like a sitcom, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Two developers. One of them hates people. The other one hates the roommate. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wait, wait, didn't they actually make a show about this? I've never watched it, but isn't isn't the show Silicon Valley like this kind of situation? I guess sometimes they're roommates for part of that show. Yeah, it's funny. It would be a funny show if it was like Silicon <laughs> Valley, if that's the sitcom you're going for. Yeah, it's usually only funny to an audience, though, not to the <laughs> to the people. In yeah, it. not to the people in it. Yeah, that's true. It would be miserable to live through. It'll be funny later when you tell your friends about it. <laughs> so I got married when I was pretty young. So I, I had roommates 
but I got married while I was still in college. So I didn't have like a working professional career and have roommates while I was single or not living with a significant other. So I haven't had this exact experience, but I did have a coworker live with me once. There was, I was working at a startup. We hired somebody who I kind of helped recruit who I knew through the internet and lives in a different state. And they were moving to come work at this company. They did not have a place to stay. And I said, oh, you can come stay with me for a couple of weeks while you get your feet under you and kind of find your own place. And they moved in and they brought their pet parakeet, <laughs> which was a free range parakeet because it oh. did not stay in a cage. So this is when I learned a lot about what parakeet poop smells like and looks like (laughs) when it's all over every surface of a room. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the bird was cute at first, and the bird was the same except the poop resentment built up in me, and it it (laughs) offset any cuteness the bird had. Oh, no. So that was rough. The other rough thing was that the coworker slash roommate was was not very motivated to go find a different place to live. Oh no! They were living rent free in this. I mean, it wasn't like a great situation, but they would. It worked. They had a place to lay their head and a place for their bird to poop. Yeah, a place for the bird to poop, which was everywhere. <laughs> I think I actually have some. I have to go look through my pictures. I think I have some pictures of pair programming with the bird where it was perched on my laptop. And then it did actually poop on my laptop screen once. And then I stopped doing that. Oh, I'm remembering more stuff. Also, so we lived in a basement apartment then. This is my wife and I. And our upstairs neighbors had some little kids. And this coworker would go out to smoke. And the little kids would come out and say, like, you're going to die. Smoking's bad for you. And kinda, like, try to shame them into not smoking <laughs> with their little child eyes and innocent questions about, my mommy told me not to smoke. Why do you do it? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but eventually all of my very subtle hints of like, hey, this will be for a couple weeks and then complete avoidance of any confrontation after that turned out not to work. (laughs) (laughs) And I think what happened was my wife stepped in and like was like, hey, you have to be out by this date. Here are a list of apartments. Oh, wow. Enjoy yourself. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Way to. She's great. And I'm a huge wuss. And she saved us basically but like they moved out it was fine it didn't actually make things weird between us at work because there wasn't like a huge fight they were just like okay but i would do it differently if i were doing it again well yeah but you've just revealed a key to this whole arrangement which is you need a bad guy who can deliver the news to say you're out of the apartment who's not you yeah can you have like a significant other or a parent or get your boss involved in it. What your boss really wants to be involved in is domestic disputes between their employees. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really... <laughs> Perfect. That'll help them climb the management ladder. Yeah, that's like part of their training, I think. Is <laughs> yeah, okay. I know how to resolve conflicts about cleanliness in an apartment between two coworkers yeah. <laughs> that spill over into code review comments. <laughs> Oh, you like oh you like clean code? Oh, clean code is really important to you, huh? <laughs> How about a clean bathroom? What about clean pots? <laughs> I love it. Glad to see you care so much about cleanliness. I mean, I think we just made an assumption that the bad guy I was referring to was a human being, but the other option is you could just buy a parakeet and that guy will leave eventually. <laughs> and harass them out of the apartment. Yeah, it depends on whose name the lease is in, though, I guess. Yeah. Because if it's in their name, then you're leaving. Mm-hmm. But if it's in your name, then you you can drive them out. <laughs> I would be terrified of this. I don't know. Yeah. I've, I haven't lived with people 
well, that's not true. I have lived with people that I didn't know before. And sometimes it was great and sometimes it was horrible. <laughs> and I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do it again by choice. Was it ever just like neutral? Yeah, sometimes it was fine. But mm-hmm. like, I, I think on average it was better than horrible, but the horrible times were real horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> Roommates that you don't get along with. There's like, like love makes a house a home. Uh-huh. And roommates that you don't get along with make a home into a hovel. I think that's the <laughs> flip side of that expression. <laughs> oh, so true. And I didn't work with any of those people. Wait, I lied. I totally did. And it sucked to work with them. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Wait, is, it, is this parakeet person? No, this, no, 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 no. Working with them was fine. Oh, okay. No, this is people. So I lived in Brazil for a couple of years and oh, right. worked with some of those people. Got it. And... It turns out if you don't get along at home, when you don't get along at work too, you have nowhere to escape to. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, like this, uh, this is a risky proposition, I think. And if I were going into this, I would like sign a prenuptial agreement <laughs> equivalent for roommates. <laughs> yeah. And say, we're going to do this for, let's say three months. And at three months, we'll reevaluate. And if either one of us says we'd rather not continue here's what we'll do you know and just kind of make that make that agreement in fact jameson as i recall that's kind of how we started this podcast it was i don't think we signed anything but yeah we had that conversation of like yeah we'll just try it out yeah and then i think we basically said if either one of us wants to bail at any moment then it's over yeah just do it we'll have a no fault podcast divorce that's right (laughs) (laughs) after a couple of months i think you said like dave we need to talk about the podcast and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> He's, he wants to pull out. I don't remember this. We sat down and you said, I want to keep doing it. And I was like, oh, oh, me too. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you want out. I probably should have led with that when I said I want to talk about the podcast. <laughs> no way. It's so much better drama. That's like, that's like when your boss just messages you and is like, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, and then you freak out, and then later on they're like, hey, I had a question about, like, I don't know, this line of code you wrote. Right. And <laughs> why didn't you just say that? <laughs> I know, I know. Please come to my office. Yeah, <laughs> right away. Yeah. Hey, listen, where, what brand is your backpack? Because I like it a lot. Right. <laughs> and I was hoping to pick one up. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this could go really, really terrible, or it could be fine. I like that idea. And you could make a great friend. Maybe maybe you will be friends with them. So, I mean, yeah, I think you should probably write down a list of what your requirements are in a roommate and just ask the person. Rate yourself on these various scales. Like, do you go to bed early or late? Do you like to party with really loud music at 1 a.m.? How clean are you? Do you prefer to keep your apartment clean or dirty? You know, like, and I think you could just, this is like roommate 101 though, right? And I think all that applies, but yeah, it's even more important that you're aligned. In this case, because your work life and your personal life will both suffer <laughs> if they're not. Yeah, this is a lot like the perils of dating a coworker or having a, a yeah. romantic relationship with a coworker, which is roommate relationships end and go wrong. And if those are tied to work things, then it's real bad. Yeah, exactly. It's like, is this the opposite of a hedge where you're basically saying, I'm going all in? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Maybe there's financial reasons. Maybe maybe you're moving to San Francisco and you're not a millionaire, so you have to have roommates. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I guess it makes sense. But you could probably find roommates at a different tech startup. Yeah, you probably could. 
That's true. But just just for the convenience of saying like, I don't really want to look for an apartment. You just do it because we're both moving to the same place. Yeah. That feels pretty risky to me. Me too. I would default to no on this decision. And yeah. I would say default to no unless there is a strong, compelling reason or maybe four or five strong, compelling reasons. And then I would, I could, <laughs> I could be, I could be pushed to yes. <laughs> and record it all. And I want to watch the show. Right. <laughs> Hire a film crew and turn it into reality TV. It'll be great. Yeah. Have we answered the question? I think so. Well, you didn't give an opinion though. I mean, you didn't come down and say no or yes. Oh, well, like I said, my perspective is so skewed because I haven't had roommates in such a long time and never, almost never while I was like a working professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm terrified about the idea of living with anybody besides my wife. Like, <laughs> right, right. So just no, but <laughs> <laughs> that's because my, my life has shaped me into this right, pattern. Right. So, but yeah, I, I'd be nervous. Yeah, I, I would be nervous too. I would also say that it makes a big difference if it's just two of you rooming together. Or if it's like four or six sharing a, you know, a different kind of dwelling with a lot of rooms, it'll diversify your risk. Yeah. yeah just the upside doesn't seem that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, I would spend a lot of money to have no roommates. <laughs> well, the upside is that you get to carpool every day. It's kind of cool. Or sit next to each other on the train. Yeah. Or like ride in a scooter conga line. <laughs> Share a lime scooter. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the most romantic way to commute <laughs> do they have baskets you can sit in for lime scooters <laughs> you can have somebody sit up front uh, that would be awesome well i think i think we've answered it very clearly yep good luck let us know good luck i think our answers to both of the questions this week were like no <laughs> yeah it's kind of mean yeah, we'll say yes to everything next week. Yeah. What can people do if they want their own question said yes to? <laughs> Go to softskills.audio and click ask a question where you can fill out our form. Thanks so much to everyone who has done that. We get a lot of questions and we're very grateful. You are the lifeblood of the show. Keep them coming. Share the show if you enjoy it and if you think other people would enjoy it too. We really appreciate that as well. All right, we'll catch you next week. Bye.